Yes, and I am excited to talk. I I'm in a good mood in general. I just got back from oh Fire gosh. Island for the weekend. We have. Lots Did you of good... meet your Mr. Darcy? No. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I did meet someone who was very, very cute and I had a crush on and was sort of following him around and we uh-huh. were having good banter. Uh-huh. And at one point we walked out on like a balcony and chatted for like 45 minutes. Uh-huh. And I thought we were going to make out uh-huh. and then we did not. Oh. And then I found out the next day that he had been at the <gasps> club. Like the like we had been at the club together and then I had left and then like 20 minutes later when the rest of his friends left, we're like, hey, let's go. And he was like, oh, I have to put my shoes back on. And he uh-uh. had taken his shoes off in like a dance bar. And I was like, that is unhinged and sort of a red flag, That's, I would say. Yeah, that is, that is horrifying. Or did you just kill something? Oh my gosh, Matt. I... <laughs> I just heard like a banging and then like a scraping. Literally, it's a it's a miracle I didn't shriek out loud because this flying creature just landed on my window. It is like half ant, half cockroach, and I am very disturbed. I was uh, I felt like my story would have gotten a better better reaction, and then I I just heard clomping it was like the spirit of shoeless men coming to haunt me i guess because i was like oh my gosh i was like i have to keep it together i'm on i'm on i'm on camera (laughs) but then i remembered too late that my audio is not connected to my mic and everyone can hear every single thing i do so yes that was a live bug murder i apologize to any ant slash cockroach activists out there does PETA count for bugs? I don't Do they so. care if you kill bugs? I don't know, but oh my gosh, this is horrifying. Um, but yes, probably not as horrifying as discovering someone wore shoes, went shoeless in a club. I can't imagine. I guess I'd be more disgusted going to like a movie theater shoeless. Well, no, but the, the thing with the club that I think makes it worse is that people are constantly spilling. So the floor is right. wet. Yes. Where at least yes. the movie theater, it's not wet. Well, everyone's filling in movie theaters. That's yeah, like I guess sticky it, floors. Yeah, so it's sticky. Yeah. But you're so, right. It's a similar vibe, except alcoholic, probably. Yeah. Anyways, I was like, uh, maybe so a no dodge to yeah. Also, the boy did live in Boston. So uh, it, we, were, Boston. we were at a deficit already. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that I'm glad that you got to go. Do you feel like it lived up to the movie, or because this was your first time? Oh like, no, this was like right? my third time there. What? Really. I have been there plenty of times. We didn't. Yes, I'm well versed in Fire Island. Oh, I didn't know. I is it like a? It's a. I thought you've been to the island, but like an off season. Is there not an off season? Well, so I went last summer during regular <laughs> yeah. season. Oh, then okay, I went okay. earlier this year during off season, and oh, then okay. I went okay, now, okay, and then okay, I'm okay. going back again at the end of August. Oh my goodness. Okay, might but, as well get a P.O. box out there. But here's the thing. Fire Island, you, like, 
most people go or like the experience is you go for the full week. Right. Which is how I went last year and is how I'm going in August. This, I just went out for Saturday and Sunday. So I was there for parts of it, but like wasn't there for the whole kit and caboodle. And then when I was there in May, I was there for, you know, a longer period of time, but also it was off season. So a lot of stuff was like closed or there wasn't that many people around. Do you feel like the movie has helped or hurt the vibe? Like, is it, is it too popular now? Like, has it become uncool almost? I think that it. I think that it sort of became more popular during the pandemic because Mm. people could go out there and there's a lot of outdoor stuff that you could do when stuff was still closed. So I think that there was sort of an uptick like last Mm. year Mm -hmm. or maybe even the summer before. And then, so I think that made this year a little bit harder to get like rooms and made it a little bit more expensive. I think the movie will make next year more annoying because um, yeah. <laughs> I think more gays from like Ohio Boston. will be like, oh my gosh, I saw that movie. We've got to go and like yeah. book a trip where now, where I think it used to be mostly just like New York people, right. but we'll see. That's a whole, that's a, that's a while away. And also it is annoying to, to figure out how to get to like, the, <laughs> how to get a house out there and all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's annoying enough, like, as someone who's been there and knows people who, like, know how to plan things, I would yeah. not want to attempt a trip there with a group of people where <laughs> nobody has ever been or knows how to do anything, because it is very complicated. That's fair. That's fair. That makes sense. I'll, I'll see if I can I mean, figure it out. And it's an island. You. So, like, there's not really stores there. So you have to figure out how you're going to get all of the food shipped out. You have to figure oh, out how yeah. you're going to rent a house. There's, I mean, there is a hotel, but, like that's really expensive and really no one stays there. So there's a lot of, a lot of insider knowledge. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, happy for you. Um, Thank you. Lots of things happened while you were away. Oh my gosh. So many good stories. That's the lots other reason why I'm excited for this episode. Because <laughs> these are some of the best, most unhinged, random ass stories <laughs> that I could have stumbled upon. Okay. Tell me your fave. I think, oh my gosh. Or whatever you want to lead with. There's so many good ones. (laughs) Okay, I guess let's lead with the most recent one, which is which is something that I think we talked about or speculated about before, but now it's actually happening. Mm, Yes. Which is that Leah Michelle will be funny girl (laughs) on Broadway. This is a role that Beanie Feldstein had, um, but that Leah Michelle sang songs from when she was on Glee. And rumors were that she was not pleased that she was not playing this role on Broadway when they did the revival. And then it came out like maybe a month ago that, well, Beanie got bad reviews. And so it came out about a month ago that perhaps Leah Michelle was in talks to take the role. Um, But Beanie over the weekend released a statement on Instagram that was like, uh, due to like differences with management, I'm leaving the role early. She was supposed to stay until I think sometime in September and she's leaving at the end of July. And people were like, this is sketchy because Beanie's obviously a big name person and yeah, she's not getting great reviews, but also like, you know, that happens sometimes with Broadway shows and they continue on as scheduled. And so for her to be pulling out seemed like there was some sketchiness involved. And then they announced today that Leah Michelle would be taking the role starting in August. And lest we not all forget 
that Leah Michelle has been accused multiple times of being a racist, of yeah. being a terrible person to work with. And I am not pleased to see the devil win in this situation. <laughs> and I am contemplating yeah. buying a ticket to go see the beanie version of the show <laughs> just to stick it to Leah Michelle because I know that'll really piss her off because yeah. she cares about this podcast so much. Oh, I know she does. Yeah. She's the one who's always DMing me being like, oh, why well, are you guys going to talk about me? <laughs> Yeah, I because she'd been anticipated to stay the full year, and then it was announced a month or so ago, oh, it'll be September, and no, like, statement from her or anything, but then with this Notes app announcement where she blamed production, a change in production and making the extremely difficult decision to step away sooner, it does read like there's more bad blood than just embarrassment or, like, her deciding it was too much work and it wasn't worth it. Like, it seems like she didn't want out and well, cause that she does make her, me curious. She says in the notes app, like, Oh my gosh, this has always been my dream role. Yeah. I've loved doing it because I think if you're a theater person, like to be able to play your dream role is exciting for you, no matter like what the reception is. You know, I mean, yeah. like I can't sing, but if someone was like, hey, you could play Glinda on Broadway, I would be excited to do it, you know? Like, I think it would just be fun to do. It would be fun to watch, too, honestly. Well, you know you how they, just did, Alphabet, the, so you they would... just did the Into the Woods revival with, like, every single Yes, I'm going to see Broadway. that. I have tickets. Oh, congrats. They Thank They you. should do that with normies, like you and I. Like, you know, just bad performances from... Pull people from the audience? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could be fun could be it would be bad but it could be fun uh yeah the two of us performing it'd be like um the alpha boat seemed like she was yeah. not quite fully into it the glinda was <laughs> far too it much be, into it it'd be giving us very much anne hathaway and the oscars yes yes i'd be the james franco and that's you'd be scenario. the james franco <laughs> and i would be the unhinged <laughs> version of anne hathaway but Speaking of Wicked, this is old news, but I feel like I need to address it. Um, they're making it a two-part film. Yes. Which is absolutely bonkers and just eye-roll-inducing for me because it's it's a 90-minute play, right? Like, you don't need no. to stretch this out. Man. It has a built-in arc. There, it's a story that exists. There's It's definitely over two hours as someone yeah. who sat through it. Oh, Okay. So it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're yes. right. It's yeah. It's like 150 minutes or something. Yeah. So I feel like that Broadway musicals in general are longer than movies because there's the intermission in the middle, yeah. and so they can go longer. And also, it's like you're there already. Yeah. Um. So I feel like with move with like film to movie adaptions, they usually end up like either cutting a couple songs or sort of shortening some things or whatever in order to make it a tolerable length or it's just like a really <laughs> long ass movie. I feel like they're always adding stuff. Like they added stuff to Beauty and the Beast. They added stuff to well, Dream uh, Dream Girls. Beauty and the Beast though is like not a <laughs> like that was a movie yeah. first. But then, yeah, it, the thing that I think we may have mentioned this earlier, but the most recent story is that the producer was asked about this weird choice and he's oh, like yes. He's like, oh, well, we found it difficult to get past Defying Gravity without a break. It's like, sir, <laughs> first of all, if you have a one movie that ends with Defying Gravity, then you have a second movie that's not interesting to anyone else. <laughs> you know, like that's the best part of the musical is the first half pretty much. 
And also, every every movie has a moment where it crescendos and doesn't cut to black. Like that's that's the point of a climax is you continue forward, you solve it, you you carry on. Yes, yeah, that uh, it's obviously a cash grab. I mean, they. I think originally their statement was like, oh, there's too many good songs. Yeah. They didn't want to cut anything. And they were like, oh, we're going to sort of flesh out some of the other roles and maybe add some new music. Yeah. So to me, I was like, okay, it's a cash grab. And also they want a Oscar, like an ex- <laughs> or, you know, like they want like more chances at awards yeah. um, kind of thing. But this truly makes no sense because sorry, also, Adam. yeah, I agree. The first act of Wicked has The Wizard and I, it has What Is This Feeling, it mm-hmm. has Popular, mm-hmm. and it has Defying Gravity, and, mm-hmm. and One Short Day. Those are yeah. all the best songs in Wicked. The second yeah. half, like, I, what do you mean? That's in it. <laughs> like, I don't even think I, li- I don't even know the songs in the second half because I don't listen to them. Yeah. No, I, I it'll guess be for good. That, that's not a good yeah. song, though. I'm going to go on the record and say for good, not a great song. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all the serious, boring stuff. Like, uh, but whatever, it doesn't matter. There's better things to talk about. There's more important stuff. You know what though? I guess they could do that. I feel like could be sort of interesting. Is in the play, in the Broadway version, the like Wizard of Oz sequences are sort of like a pretty quick, like pantomime kind of thing that they do. So I guess they could stretch that out a bit maybe and make that and flush that out and be more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and they do have the original source material, I guess they could go back to because it is a book first. Yeah. A real porny book. A too. real, real porny book. It it shocked me. It, it, like penises everywhere yeah flying penises (laughs) i was like 14 i was like oh the musical i pick up the book and oh my goodness the first chapter is like about sex and (laughs) thank goodness your mom didn't know that (laughs) yeah well i think i confessed and probably cried and oh yeah you had to tell (laughs) heavenly father (laughs) yeah okay but i want to talk about my favorite story um Stranger Things, obviously. Uh, yes, it's the Doja Cat one. <laughs> Doja Cat. Yes. Yes. So Noah Schnapp, 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 Snap. Guy who plays Will. Yes, Will Byers. He Will Byers. He's on TikTok, obviously. You know, he's seventeen. He's best friends with Millie Bobby Brown. But he which, posted, which is a red flag in which is red- itself. We'll just say that. <laughs> Anyone who can tolerate Millie Bobby Brown no, no. Uh, issues. <laughs> Wait, Millie Bobby Brown. I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, has. Leah Michelle energy a bit. Yeah, I would. Well, hopefully, minus the racism yes. and bullying. Like, I think Millie. I think Millie Bobby Brown is definitely like a tryhard. Wants to be cooler than people perceive her as. But she's also a child. I don't know. Millie Bobby I Brown know. ever called her ba- like background cast cockroaches. That's what we need <laughs> no, to know. I don't think so. Yeah, anyways, anyways, um, Noah tweets uh, made this TikTok where he's talking about the thirst for the new character Eddie, played by um, uh, Joseph. Quinn. Joseph, yeah, yeah, and. And he said he shares the screenshot of Doja Cat sliding into Noah's DMs, saying, "Oh, can you tell Joseph to hit me up?" Um, and and Noah's like, "Oh, here's his Instagram slide into his DMs." It was all like pretty fine. I saw the TikTok when it happened. I was like, "LOL, that's funny." But then <laughs> Doja goes on like a, in some sort of live, like a TikTok live or something, and. 
complains about this and calls Noah like he she was like to be fair he's a kid but like it seems sort of like whack and socially unaware and I don't know I kind of feel like he's a weasel like it wasn't cool borderline snake shit yeah like weasel shit (laughs) yeah and and so then that became a story and then he deleted the TikTok and then people have been like harassing him now because again Doja Cat has adult fans she's 26 she's She's in a different circle than this teen star from a Netflix show, even though he has a million followers of his own. Well, they both have fans, and so now their fans yeah, are feuding. They're feuding. There, there's a lot of snake emojis, a lot of, a lot of thoughts and feelings. I'm, I'm interested in where you fall on this. Well, I'm really excited for uh, No Schnapp to completely blank out <laughs> all of his Instagram profiles, start <laughs> yeah. adding videos of just pieces of the snake body. <laughs> And then release one of the worst songs it. ever written. Not the worst, one of the best. But oh no, I wait, which was the what was the no? It was the next era with the snake that turned into the butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song. That was okay, me. Yes, that yes, was yes, the worst yes, song. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but I feel like sure, maybe it's maybe it was in bad taste for Noah to reveal no. this without asking no. Doja. But no. Doja is an adult sliding no. into a seventeen-year-old asking one, for help one, with a hookup. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. This weird. is a funny thing that happened. That yeah. or that that the Doja Cat is a crazy person here. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that is a very like, like if I got that text, if someone was like, like if. Oh, I would be screenshotting it to you instantly. Well, right. But if someone was like, hey, like, was listening to the podcast, like, what's she- like, what's up with Shelby? I would be like, LOL, LOL, LOL. You know, like, it's, I feel like it's yeah. a funny, like, I'm sure that, like, everybody has been thirsting after Eddie yeah. and talking about him. That's the whole talk of the season. And, and Doja even tweeted about it. She's yes. like, oh, I'm obsessed with Joseph. He's so it's, hot. It's sort of like how everybody's in love with Harry Styles. It's just like yeah. one of those things that everybody... It you know it's like Lizzo's in love with him. Everybody yeah. is. So for someone to DM Noah Shabby like, hey, like I'm interested in this person. Like, can you put in a good so word weird. for me? Is I feel like is like not, does not come across as serious at all. And then the fact that he was like, he it's not like the two of them were conspiring together, right. and he was like sending messages on her behalf, and then he screenshotted all of that. All he told her was, "Hey, go ask him yourself. Like you're a famous person, you don't need to come to <laughs> yeah. me. Like you can DM him. You know, yeah. if Beyonce wants to hang out with someone, she can just DM them. She doesn't have to go through somebody else." And, and it's so, so weird that she went through him of all the cast, and also the fact that Joseph has an Instagram that's very obviously his. It's just, like, strange that she was like, hey, child. And theoretically, <laughs> Joseph has less messages and stuff to go yeah. through than Noah does. Yeah. It was very weird. And it and it's weird that she's embarrassed by it because it was like a flash in the pan, like, story over. And now that she reacted to it, it's more of a story. So and there's it seems no like way something... she's going to – no way he's going to date her now. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You you took your shot and then you blew up in your face. It's just You know what's uh, also weird now that I think about this is that Noah Schnapp theoretically doesn't even know him that well oh, because they don't have any scenes together. I know, in the that's show. why it's so weird. I was like, how did this how did like, she why make didn't that she connection? DM like Dustin? Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, they probably weren't even in like any Stranger Things pictures together, like, you know, from the show. I think obviously. that they would have only known each other from press because yeah. he, because Will well, is I mean, in they California. They all filmed together, you know, like at the same time. Yes. So. 
But yeah, it's it's a very odd person to cycle through because I guess he might have the most followers. I don't. I haven't tracked like who has the most. Like maybe he, maybe Doja just knows. Maybe Doja was a fan of Noah's and followed him a long time ago. I don't season know. one. He was great in season two. <laughs> we have to say that. But yeah, it's very weird, and it and she tries to be like, oh, let's be chill about it. Like Noah's a kid, don't get mad at him type thing. But but it's weird. It's weird to take the time to like call him a weasel instead of reaching out to him and getting being like, oh, I wasn't really comfortable with that. Can you delete it? Type thing. It's like if you want to if you want to play the adult card, then you need to handle it like an adult too. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. Also, it's just like not something to be embarrassed about. It's yeah. <laughs> about being about like trying to hit on somebody who everybody else is also trying to hit on. Yeah. No, it's like it... being like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I thought Ryan Reynolds was hot. <laughs> it's like, well, everybody does. So, And if anything, having a viral video means the likelihood of you two connecting is even higher yes. because now it's a thing. Because like the Kelly Clarkson show will be like, we're going to put yeah. the two of you on an episode <laughs> and like send you on a date. <laughs> yeah. It used oh, wow. to be That's Ellen's job, idea. but now she's not here. So yeah. it's got to be <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> So we'll see how this goes, but I feel bad that I I feel like Noah has to feel bad, like to feel like oh shoot, like I insulted this woman. I don't know. I it's don't just kind of like it, no, all press is good press. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Um, I have two legal stories. Oh wow! So God okay. forbid we get, God forbid we get back into the Amber Heard Johnny Depp of it all. Yeah, no but thanks. there was a new development that I found. Very intriguing and interesting. Okay. Did you see this at all? The the news about the fake juror. No. So obviously the the trials ended. Mm -hmm. They um ended like in favor of Johnny Depp mostly, or he he got more money than Amber Heard did in the case, even though they both sort of got some money. Um, Amber Heard has asked her attorneys, I guess, have filed a legal briefing to throw the entire thing out based on the fact that one of the jurors, juror number 15 was claiming to be someone they were not, which sounds like um, an intriguing piece of information. Then it comes out that the person uh, on paper, the juror was born in 1945, but the person who was in court was obviously not born in 1945. They were not like 80 years old. They were born much later, possibly in 1970. So then it's like, is this an imposter? Like, like did Johnny Depp's people hire someone or something? But no, I guess there are two different people who are living at the same address who have the same name. Like, it's like a mother daughter or like a father-son pairing and i guess the legal summons was for the older one but somehow or another the, uh-huh. the younger one was the one who ended up coming to court but then there's some speculation on whether or not johnny depp's camp knew this or not hmm. and so now amber Heard's camp is trying to get the whole thing thrown out and so then they would theoretically have to do the entire trial again if this were to take based on the fact that they d- had misinformation about the jury I, <sighs> yeah, hate, hate that story. I, I mean, that's unfortunate that that happened. That's disturbing. But um, for my sake and the internet's sake, I hope, you know, I guess I hope we do go through it again and we can learn lessons from it and be better this time. I just think that it's crazy that on one of the most high profile cases 
in recent history, there was perhaps someone who was on the jury who wasn't actually supposed to be on the jury. And no one caught this until after the trial was done. Yeah, that's absolutely bonkers. But none of the internet out. trolls were sleuthing this out. <laughs> yeah, there was We've supposed to be an eighty-year-old person there. on the juror, and it was a forty-five-year-old person. <laughs> that's a pretty impressive con. I'm I'm interested in that person's tell-all. Well, yeah, I need to know. Like, was this a mistake? Was yeah. this? Were they? They were paid by the eighty-year-old yeah. who was sick of going. <laughs> Well, or like, what did, was the young person be like, oh, I really want to get in on this, like, this yeah. is a good jury summons, like, I'm going to go instead of you, Grandma, and she was like, sure, I don't care. <laughs> then we definitely need a retrial, oh my goodness, that is just not justice for all. Well, also, theoretically, the old person might not have known who either Johnny Depp or Amber Heard was, so could yeah. have been a very impartial juror. Yeah, well, except that it wasn't even a closed case, so... They had, uh, they could Google it every day. Well, right, but you think the 85-year-old knows how to <laughs> use Google? 85-year-old's on TikTok. She's reading the trend. She is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, She's like, Chrissy, stay awake, or whatever the line is. <laughs> okay, I have sort of a choose-your-poison situation. We've got a Kim K update or a Chris Pratt update. Give me Kim Kardashian every day of the week. I don't need a Chris okay. Pratt update. Okay, perfect. Well, so Kim Kardashian, uh, she was on Allure magazine. And I read this profile, and it just, like, boggles my mind. I was a Kim K apologist for a long time. I think it's cool what her and her family managed to create. And, I think uh, still am a little bit. <laughs> you still are. I am not. I'm so annoyed by everything she does because most recently, obviously, she's doing her skincare line because, you know, why not try and take over the world? In she every also walked in the uh, Balenciaga fashion show. <laughs> Walking, is it? With, <laughs> with, with tinfoil Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, that whole show. What a choice. Um, but anyways, it was a wild a wild article and it was all around this like beauty line and her whole thesis is that she is at peace with who she is but she's obsessed with trying more (laughs) and um she opens the piece by at, at some point in the piece the she pauses and gives the interviewer advice and she's like oh you should try you should try Botox. Botox would help. Maybe some filler under your eyes. And you definitely need to micro microblade your eyebrows. But like, honestly, everything else, you look great. You look great. And it's like, it's like a backhanded, you know, she, she the interviewers, interviewers sort of asked for it. But it's also like this obsession with beauty beyond just, you know, loving yourself or whatever. It's like very targeted towards doing more, investing more, spending more always doing more. And Kim K keeps trying to say, oh, anyone can look like me. If I'm doing it, it's attainable. That's a direct quote. She says, if I'm doing it, it's attainable. There's so many different beauty standards. So if you want to look like me, you can look like me. And it's like, no, if you want to look like me, you can be a millionaire and then look like me and also this and that. And she, you know, does the whole, oh, I've never done fillers. Oh, my eyelashes are natural. Oh, my eyebrows are natural. And it's all just like a lot. (laughs) I don't know if she truly believes it. I don't know if she really hasn't had work done. But it's very, 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 very difficult to believe. And even if that were true, her beauty standard is still an impossible feat for anyone who has any concerns 
beyond hers. But Kim Kardashian does not acknowledge that because in the same interview, she says, I've always been the underdog. And it's just like impossible to reason with someone who really wants to believe that their struggles well, are equal to other people's struggles. I think, at, I mean, that is the great uh, mystery of humanity or whatever. It's yeah. like everybody goes, only goes through their own struggles, does not go through the struggles of anyone else. So yeah. everybody thinks that because they have struggled in life that they, you know, are sort of entitled to something or another as a reward of that. But some people's lives and the struggles they contain are much greater and much more difficult to surmount than others. Like, do I think that Kim Kardashian like was maybe teased in school or, you know, like uh, in comparison to other people has had to work harder for what she has? Like, yes. But at the same time, like she came from a very wealthy family. Mm -hmm. She grew up in a wealthy area. She, um, you know, was able to have all of these things. And now certainly, you know, the past 15 years has had way more privilege than anybody else in the world. So, I mean, she's one of the most famous people. So like to say you're an underdog is you know, <laughs> yeah. very. Yeah. She was like, everyone gets exhausted. You know, I'm an exhausted mother at, at night. It's so hard to feel motivated, but night is when I do my treatments. That's when I have time for me. I do my laser hair treatments. And it's like, what other mom in the world has the option to do midnight custom laser treatments at home? Like even that little detail alone yes. is unattainable well, to 90% of the population. Also, it's like you, I feel like she can get away with things like on a caveat. Like she can say, oh, well, I've never had filler or whatever, but she has access to treatments Oh, that yeah. are much more expensive and more, uh, you know, time consuming and stuff than, than filler is. Like, I feel yeah. like filler is like a cheap solution that a lot of people use where like she might not have had her lips done with filler, but she could very well have had some other random thing that we just like don't mm, really know yeah. about that much. Um, and also it's hard to distinguish for someone like Kim Kardashian, like what is work that has been done what is a like cosmetic sort of you know procedure like hair removal or something that's right. been done what is makeup skills and then what <laughs> is photoshop like she's yeah. her body has gone through like four different rounds of upkeep which mm -hmm. the rest of us don't have access to any of so of course like i'm not going to look as good in a picture because i haven't had surgery i haven't had you know laser things i haven't had a whole team of people doing makeup and i don't yeah. have people doing photoshop so yeah it's like there's only so much that the valencia filter can do for a person <laughs> yeah but and also even her level of exhaustion is is probably very different than you know someone picking the strawberries in the field you yes. know like it's like what do you really I mean, know about exhaustion? i am sure that she is exhausted like yeah i think that there probably is like when i think about um, just celebrities' lives in general, there isn't a life that I think that I can think of that I would rather uh, like that has the same level of like weird, <laughs> like non-human exhaustion where you're having to go from like thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, and you're constantly booked, but also like you're not at, you're you have to be like on stage and you're scrutinized every minute. Like there's yeah. lots of jobs that are more exhausting but where you can sort of like unplug or like no one is really like cares if you 
behave. You know, like if you're right. if you're like a migrant worker, like obviously that's extremely exhausting. But also like if you're in the field pl- picking strawberries, it's not like if you pick something wrong, then you're going to be on the cover of a magazine and like the whole world's going to know. <laughs> There is like a certain level of weirdness to being a celebrity that I feel like is different than anything else. That so I'm sure that she feels a exhausted. Generous but... response. Well, you have such a beautiful heart, Matt. I think that it. I don't. When she says that she's exhausted, <laughs> I don't think that she's not exhausted. I think that she is exhausted, just, just in a very different I way, and she's getting a lot of different. Um, like the results of her exhaustion yeah. are much more lucrative than the results of a lot of our other people's exhaustion yeah yeah i mean yeah she says she's paid well for her being exhaustive yeah her the the main thesis is it's hard i'm at peace but i would still do anything to look youthful so it's sort of like hmm, the beauty industry at large is yeah yeah, (laughs) is a toxic minefield so um she's coming out with a skincare line not a vitamin and mineral line. So I guess she has to talk about why it matters to her. The, I find, I find, I have, I find like beauty standards so incredibly frustrating. And I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, how I think that like the way people talked about like being fat 10 years ago is how people talk about like aging and beauty now. And it's so toxic. Like just this weekend in fire Island, I was with a bunch of people and they were talking about how they all like have regular appointments to get their eyebrows done. And uh-huh. I was like, I was like, what, why? And they were like, well, you know, just sort of like shaping, like, you know, just sort of like upkeep. Yeah. And I was like, but it's not like you have a, like a unibrow or, or like something note. Like I was like, you have normal eyebrows and you're just like getting them like slightly tweaked, but that yeah. you have to go and do this like every couple of weeks. I was like, this is insane to me. Yeah. I was like, I will not be going to get my eyebrows done no matter what the trend is. Yeah. Like they well, are perfectly we'll normal eyebrows. <laughs> one, one conversation with Kim K and she might tell you, oh, this would really help you. You need microblading. <laughs> I guess. But no, we love your eyebrows. They're great. Thank you. Really Thank healthy. You. Um, Jen Shaw might be going to jail. Uh, oh, yeah. We're getting a prequel to Bridgerton. Um, anything oh. else pressing to talk about? I didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's about the queen, apparently. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, no, that's all I have. <clears throat> okay. Love it or hate it. Okay, I have, I have, uh, maybe perhaps a first for love it or hate it. Oh um, wow! I just discovered this today. It's a television show that I have not yet watched and is not yet out, <laughs> but I am already beyond obsessed no, with fake. it. And and called and begged them for the screeners because just okay, it's called Claim to Fame. Have you heard about this? Oh yes, I saw an ad just the other day. I saw an ad on TikTok, and I was like. This is going to be my new favorite show. I I want it to be good so badly. And I felt like I just needed our listeners to be on this ride with me and to perhaps watch this show alongside me. Jo- uh, what's the weird Frankie. Jonas? Kevin, Kevin Jonas and oh. Frankie Jonas. Are yeah. ho- who Frankie, if you don't know, is the random fourth Jonas brother, are hosting this show called Claim to Fame. It's a reality TV show where there's 12 people competing who are each related to a very famous celebrity and the whole point of the show is to 
is to keep the identity of your famous relative a secret for the longest period of time. And so every week, like you have to sort of compete in various things and reveal different things about your relative. And then I don't know exactly how it works, but basically somebody gets <laughs> sent like you once you figure out who the person is, like somebody gets sent home every week that everybody yeah. knows who the relative is. And so you're just like, keep going down having to keep a secret and i think this is so fascinating one for like the whole weird nepotism angle of it all but two because you know that these people who applied for a reality tv show based on their famous celebrity are the type of people who can't go five minutes without mentioning their famous (laughs) celebrity in real life and now have to try to keep it a secret and i can't wait to watch these insufferable humans try to struggle with this is it something where, like, the audience will know and they'll have their ITMs where they're like, oh, I almost mentioned Johnny Depp, but I didn't? Or is it like we find out as they find out? I don't know because I sort of feel like both of those options would be fun. Yeah. Because if I'm trying to figure out the celebrity, I think that would be a good time. Yeah. But also, like, if I know that the celebrity is, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian and people are like, I think her celebrity might be Rosa Parks. Like, that will right. also be an interesting angle <laughs> Rosa Parks. Is, what's it on again it's on abc and it starts oh, okay. tonight but okay. also it's on at the 10 p.m slot oh, right which is bachelor. usually for like more adults content so i'm mm. kind of like is this gonna be a little bit more like pg-13 like a i feel like that means like that's giving me less like family show <laughs> and more like could be high drama <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And all the people are like living in a house together. Yeah, I think that so used to be like... Katy Perry's old house. <laughs> so that's also. So whose a... house is that? Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I haven't been this excited for a new show in a while, and I really hope it doesn't disappoint me. Wow. Yeah. I'm hopeful for you too. What um, do you have? Oh, yeah. So I went and saw Mr. Malcolm's List. Which is this movie. I have been getting PR stuff about this movie oh for months. Oh my gosh. They keep emailing me. They it's keep invi- so sweet. It's the little really? movie that could. I, I honestly... got invited to, to tease. They sent me a croquet yes. set. I was like, this movie yes. looks terrible. I'm not going to see it. It is not terrible. It is so good. I loved it. It's basically like a colorblind Jane Austen style rom-com. So it's very much so like giving... Bridgerton. Yeah, but less sex. Like, it's very much, like, Downton Abbey, Jane Austen vibes. Like, it's like a period piece, and it's not trying to be all cutesy, like, modern, like, the new persuasion where she's like, oh, my ex-boyfriend, you know, like, not that vibe. It's very much like your classic Jane Austen rom-com, which is some of the criticism, but it's like, she wrote a book that mirrors Jane Austen, and then... The, this is the crazy thing that I love. So it was written by a woman, self-published, got a little bit of attention. And she's like, you know what? I bet I could make this into a screenplay. So she wrote a screenplay. And then that was read on a podcast. The director heard it and was like, wow, I really like this. So she reached out. They did a they did like a short film version starring Frida Pinto and um, Jim and Chan. And it was picked up and they for a feature film. And then ultimately Jimmy Chan was recast by um it was originally supposed to go to Constance Wu, <laughs> which would have been oh. funny. But that didn't happen. And it and so anyways, so Frida Pinto's in it, um, Theo James, 
who you might know from like Divergent series is in it. He has a very Miles Teller like mustache in this. So I think it is really darling and surprisingly good. I went to it because I was bored. I had the day off. I had seen everything else. And my sister-in-law really liked this. So I had low expectations, (laughs) but it was so fun and kind of like fresh and also just like just like so darling and and that doesn't diminish it's like sharp wit and like cleverness it's based on this idea that there's this man this duke who or maybe not a duke some fancy titled man is looking for his his partner his spouse but he has a list of requirements and this one woman is doesn't is falls short of it and to get her revenge decides to sort of do like a how to lose a guy in 10 days situation where she enlists her friend her friend to entrap the man into thinking she's perfect and then when he proposed she would be like well you don't fit my version of perfect type thing of course they fall in love on the way yeah (laughs) and everyone's like i liked it because it didn't like play into archetype that much even though it's very you know tried and true sort of genre the villains weren't really like villainous everyone was well-rounded you wanted to root for everyone even the like people making bad choices were ultimately like redeemable and it, everyone was having a good time. They all were really good in this. Honestly, Frida was probably the like least compelling, <laughs> but uh-huh. that's just because her co-star um, Zawe Ashton was so good in this. I was just like delighted by her. So it was so much fun. And I'm just so impressed that it was made by or produced by directed by women who were just like, this is a good story. And we're going to fight tooth and nail to get it to theaters. And in this day and age, that's just so hard. So I think it's worth it. It's fun to see in theaters. And everyone loves it. It has like an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes and then like a 90 on in the audience score. So now you're making me wish I had gone to one of these tea parties. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> It's like I honestly think you'd appreciate it. I mean, it's it's basically I mean, like Emma. Like it's Austin. like Downton. I, I just yeah. bought Persuasion the book so that I yeah. could read it before I watched the <laughs> Dakota Johnson movie. So yeah, I thought this was fun. And honestly, the colorblind casting of it—it it wasn't. It was just like, why is this so difficult for us to accept? Like every time there's a storyline, like the the um new Anne Boleyn movie being played by a black woman. It's like, who cares? They're acting. It's just sweet. It's good. There's a new Anne Boleyn movie? Coming out, yeah. I don't know when it comes out. It Not the other year. Boleyn girl? No, it's... Um, uh, the, I don't remember. The other other said. Boleyn girl. Yeah. The third one. <laughs> Anyways, I think everyone should support it, and I thought it was so fun. My sister-in-law have... ended up seeing it twice in theaters. Oh my so. gosh! Did it have an acoustic version of "Sex Is on Fire" though? <laughs> no, it's it's very much like going to watch Emma or something. Like it's very, it takes itself seriously, but but it's still like fun. It's not, mm. it's not a serious or droll movie. It kind of feels more like, yeah, I would say like an Emma vibe. Well, we shall see if it shows up on our. <laughs> top 10 uh list yeah that we're doing next week but this week at our main episode we're talking about the new thor movie yet another marvel movie they just keep coming and coming and coming uh we will be discussing that on our thursday episode in the meantime you can follow us on social media you can leave us a review um 
yeah, if you are Leah Michelle and you're listening to this, uh, I will sorry, not be not going sorry. to see you. Um, I'm going to be trying to go see Beanie instead. Of course, also going to see In the Woods so that I can see the love of my life, Gavin Creel. Um, have we talked about my sexual awakening of watching Gavin Creel in the Eloise at Christmas Time movie? No. But that that's definitely one. That's the main reason why I'm going to see this. Oh, Because okay. I love Gavin Creel. I think he's so cute. Anyhow, I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Have you seen the Eloise movies? Not that I can remember. <sighs> Shelby. Okay, I'll homework. Google it. I'll Google Go it. Go watch the Eloise movies with Gavin Creel. He's so charming in them. He plays the waiter who's best friends with Eloise. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>